Please be seated. If I can just take a moment of uh, personal privilege and express my gratitude uh, to all of our servant volunteers who participated in the uh, National Day of Prayer, our Fort Myers Community Prayer Breakfast. Um, there were some 130-some-odd volunteers, servant volunteers, that made this event happen. As uh, If you're a guest with us today, uh, you, you may not know that um, four years ago this was uh, going to de dissolve and not continue after over 25 years, and we stepped up uh, to fill the gap for the city. And, and I'm just so, so grateful uh, to everyone who's been a part of the community prayer breakfast. If I can just name four of our key leaders, the logistics coordinator for the entire event, someone who just uh, took the ball and ran with it, is Carrie Myers. Carrie, if I can just have you stand, please. And a part of her team was uh, Julie Riching. Julie, if you'll please stand. Um, and then Ginny Moore. I'm not sure Ginny's in the house right now. And then Ann Sell. I think Ann may be. Are you in the balcony? Yeah, there you are. And so please, uh, on behalf of Cypress Lake United Methodist Church, uh, the, these four very pivotal people um, made this event go, and um, I get a lot of the credit for this, and I just need to pass that on because uh, this is such an awesome experience. We had 1,425 uh, persons attend this year, and the tent is going to have to get bigger if we keep on uh, staying at the tent. So thank you uh, for all you did and continue to do. <clears throat> So let me invite you to take out your teaching notes. This is going to be a, a, a new series that we're a part of, and I want you to start taking notes right off the beginning. I'm going to try to lay a foundation for you today of where we're going to be for the next six weeks as we talk about God's gift of mercy and how in these uh, six weeks uh, we can understand better uh, what God's mercy is and about how we claim God's mercy and how we live that mercy out in the world in which you and I live uh, so, um, uh, a few weeks ago, I was doing some uh, Bible study reading, and I was just engaged in, in, in my own personal reading, trying to find my own meditation time, and I opened up my desk drawer, and I, in, in my desk drawer at home, I keep some 3 by 5 cards, and I've had them for probably since I was in seminary, which is a long time ago. Man, that's a long time ago. And, and, and so, um, one of the passages of Scripture that I was just flipping through uh, came from Luke chapter 1, verse 78. And I really want you to begin to use this as a memory verse for you over the next several weeks, that this memory verse will just uh, hang on, you'll hang on to it because it will have the power to transform your life. I want to invite you uh, to recite this text with me. Here it is on the screen. A new day will dawn on us because our God is loving and merciful. I want you to take out your pen and I want you to circle two words, loving and merciful. Uh, God, God is loving and merciful. And when we understand that, when we begin to claim that, we're going to experience a new dawn in our lives. And so that's what I'm going to try to uh, help us experience here in the next six weeks. But in my almost 40, or my actually 40 plus years of ministry, uh, one of the things that I really have come to understand is that most people don't have a, uh, an understanding about what mercy is. Uh, we hear this word. It's, the, it's one of those churchy words, uh, but we, we haven't taken time to really spell it out. We haven't given time to help us understand what it means in our daily lives. 
Uh, in fact, we don't have a clue on how, if we can understand this and claim it, of the benefits it will have for our lives. And because we don't have an understanding of the benefits it's going to have in our lives, uh, we also don't understand how it's going to be able to move us and inform us in a new way. And, and so because of that, many times uh, we walk away from God just because we're not sure that we want God to have that kind of influence in our living. And so here, here's something else that I understand. We don't understand uh, that when we claim mercy, when, you, when we understand the gift of mercy, uh, that our stress level is going to reduce. Uh, would anyone in the room like to reduce your stress? Anybody? Yeah, I think so. How about, how about this? Would anyone in, in, in the house today like to reduce your frustration in life? Yeah, I, I, I definitely would like to do that. Um, how about this? Would anyone like to reduce your anxiety in life? Yeah? So that's why we're going to study about mercy. We're going to study mercy because if we understand mercy, we're going to understand how each of these plays a role in reducing stress, reducing anxiety, and reducing frustration in our lives. So I want to give you a working definition of, of, uh, of the word mercy. You, you, I want you to write this down. Uh, mercy is undeserved forgiveness and unearned kindness. Mercy is undeserved forgiveness and unearned kindness. So I, I, I want to lay the foundation for you. I have two thoughts I want to give you this morning. The first thought is this. God wants to show you mercy. God wants to show you personally the benefits of mercy. Here's what I know about you, and here's what you know about me. We're all mess-ups, right? Every single one of us in this room have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us is broken to some degree or another. And it's much of that is because of the decisions that we've made. The poor decisions that we've made has caused us to live in anxiety, stress, and frustration. But here's the key for you. And this is the key that many of us miss. And if we would just be able to capture this, the essence of this one word, I want you to write this word down. The essence of this one word will completely lead you down a different path than the path that we are going down today. And the word is this, repent. We are people of brokenness, we are people of sin, we are people who are fractured uh, in, in so many ways. But the, the Bible says that if we will learn how to repent, if we will learn how to uh, turn away from the direction in which we're going and go down the pathway that God is leading us down, uh, we're going to be experiencing God's love and God's mercy. Let me see if I can give you a, a, a visual illustration. In, in my life and in, in, in your life, you, you and I, we can say that I'm walking down the pathway of life and there are different ways that we could go down the path. And sometimes we choose a path that goes off the way this way and that is leading me down a path of destruction and poor judgment, poor decision making. And when I choose to do that, we have an opportunity scripturally uh, to, to change our way, and that is simply 
to redirect our lives and go back onto the path that God is leading us down. That's repentance. It is turning away from sin and turning towards God. Now, we, we try to complicate this uh, uh, immensely. We, we try to make this as complicated as, po- as possible with our humanity. And God is simply saying, if you will just listen to my word, if you will just listen to Tom this very moment, as I have the privilege of being the spokesperson for God today, if you and I will just turn away from our sinful pathway and turn back towards God, God will lead us in a different path that will bring us. Now, get this. I want you to write this word down. I want you to write down the word joy. Does anybody in this room want joy in your life? Yeah. I want joy in my life, but, but so often my joy factor is reduced because my anxiety and my stress and my frustration is so high uh, that it, because I am living down this pathway of the world and I'm leaving the pathway of God. And so when I'm leaving, when I leave the pathway of this world and begin to lead in the begin to follow the pathway of God, my, my stress reduces and my joy goes up. And I didn't let any of you to test that reality. That's what's going to happen for us. But I can hear some of you. I can hear some of you right now in your brain and you're saying, well, Tom, um, you just don't know about me. You don't know what I've done in my past. You don't know about what, um, what I've done, what I've said, what, uh, what actions I have committed against others. And because you don't know that, Tom, it's impossible for you to say that I can receive God's mercy, undeserved forgiveness, and also unearned, what was it? Kindness. And the reality is, God's mercy and God's love is available to each and every one of us. Let me give you a biblical illustration. Uh, there was a guy in the New Testament uh, who is credited with writing about half of the New Testament. His name uh, was, began to be Saul, and it became Paul. Let's talk about Saul for a second. Uh, Saul was a student of the great rabbinical teacher by the name of Gamaliel. And if you, anybody studied with Gamaliel, it was like the Harvard of their time. And so uh, he was this great teacher, and Saul was a great student. He became a very passionate zealot for Jewish law. And so during the time of the crucifixion of Christ and right after the crucifixion of Christ, Saul started going out and started traveling the lands uh, to go find Christians as followers of Christ, bring them back to Jerusalem, and there he would stone them. He would, uh, he would have them, uh, their heads cut off. Uh, it was really gruesome, and I, and I, I don't want to reduce that fact. It was gruesome. But then one day, he experienced something new and fresh. This guy by the name of Saul, I, I'm not overestimating this at all. He was a terrorist of his day. And there one day on the Damascus Road, he experienced the presence of Christ coming into his life, the presence of God coming in a new way. And this man, who was the biggest zealot for Jewish law of disintegrating the Christianity, he became the greatest Christian missionary the church has ever known. And his stress was reduced, his fear was reduced, and he experienced abundant joy being a follower of Christ. 
Now, folks, if that can happen to Saul, don't you think it's available to you? Your past does not preclude your future. Just because of what you have been in your past doesn't mean that your future is going to be going down that same path. And if you and I will choose a different pathway, and that is the pathway following God, then you and I are going to be able to experience something fresh and new. And that's all because of God's love and God's mercy. Undeserved forgiveness. Unearned kindness. So God wants to show mercy in your life. Here's the second thing, part of the foundation for you, is that God wants to use you to show mercy to others. God simply wants to use you just the way you are and the way God is forming you. He wants, God wants to use you to show mercy and justice to others. God is going to use your imperfection to reach out to others. So let me ask it this way. God used imperfect people. What would happen if, um, what would happen in your life if you were, if, if only perfect people could be used for God's work? How much of God's work would you get done if only perfect people could do it? Right. God uses imperfect people to do God's perfect work. Let me give you some examples. Let's look at the Old Testament. There was a prophet by the name of Jeremiah. Now, what, if you read Jeremiah's work, what, one of the first things that you'll know is that Jeremiah was filled uh, with depression. He was a person that really struggled with depression. And God used him. God used him in mighty and powerful ways. Or what about uh, Rahab? You know, she was a prostitute. And God used her. And in fact, if you go back to the, New, if you go to the New Testament, the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you'll find the name Rahab uh, uh, there listed under the, the saints of the church. God used her. Or, or what about David? I, I love this guy. Uh, David uh, had an affair with, with a woman, uh, decided then that he was going to have this woman's husband killed. And God used him. Well, what about the New Testament? What about this character by the name of Peter? Uh, Peter is the one uh, who, uh, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, there, uh, when Jesus was being betrayed by Judas, he pulled out his sword and cut off the ear. He had this real issue with anger management. He had, he had an anger management problem. And then after that, what did Peter do? But he followed where they took Jesus. And when Jesus was uh, there and, and, and they were getting him ready for the, for the events of the last hours of Jesus' life, uh, somebody recognized him, a little girl recognized him. And what did Jesus say? I don't know him. And he denied Jesus three times. But God still used him. Or, or, or what about um, Zacchaeus? I, I love Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, right? Um, and, and, and he was just the most unethical businessman you'd ever want to know. And yet, God used him. See, my friends, it, it, it goes this way. If you and I will finally just say, I'm done living my life for Tom, I'm done living my life for whoever you are, just give your name it, 
I'm done living my life for myself. I want to live my life for God. I will tell you that your joy level will go up high and your frustrations and your anxiety and your stress are going to go down here. And it's really when we claim God's mercy and God's gift of love for us. And I don't know about you all, but I really would like to have more joy in my life. Amen? And I'd love to get rid of my frustration and my, I mean, I'm always going to have it. Let's, let's get real, right? We're always going to have it. Because we have people living around us that just create stress in our lives, right? Uh, that's as far as we'll go with that. Don't, don't, don't start elbowing people. I, it's a, I, I love this, you know, from my perspective, I can see all of you, and I can start seeing this. But, but here's the key. If we begin to live with God, God's love and God's mercy, amazing things will begin to take place. Look at this text, uh, Romans 6, verse 13. It says, give yourself completely to God, every part of you, because you've been brought from death. This is Eastern, out of the Easter message. You've been brought from death to life, and now you want to be used by God for good and for his righteous purposes. You want to be used by God uh, for God's good work. But, but in my 40 years of ministry, here's what I hear people say, people just like you. I'm disqualified. I, I, I'm disqualified from being able to do this ministry. And, and, the, and, and you say, I'm disqualified because of my past, because of the things I've done, because of the things I've said. And, and I just said, no, you're not disqualified. God says, I can come. A new day will dawn upon us. Some of you are saying, well, I'm unqualified. I'm unqualified because I don't have uh, any gifts. I don't have any abilities. I don't have any, um, 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 I, I don't have any education. I don't have the right background. No, God says, I will use you, whoever you are, and I will make you into a, 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 a minister for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, some of you are saying, when you hear me say the word minister, you're saying, well, Tom, I, I'm not a minister. You're the minister. No, I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. I'm a guide. My role is to pastor. Your role, my role, our role together is to minister in the name of Jesus Christ and to be people who will give God's grace, God's mercy, God's love to other people. That's our job. That's what we're called to be. And so what I'm going to try to do over these next six weeks is to just live out more of what, what does it mean uh, to be a part of sharing God's undeserved love and God's undeserved uh, grace uh, for us, and how is it that we have unearned kindness from God? And I think if you're going to listen, I would listen now for the next six weeks, I, I, I believe that for some of you, this message, this series, is going to turn your world upside down, moving from stress, anxiety, fear, and, and frustration to a new level of joy. That's what I believe. Look at this last quote. This is also in a three-by-five card. Somewhere I found this. I found it in my desk this past week. It says this. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Well, sinners, we have a future. Amen? Amen, amen. Let me invite now our children to come and present the
communion elements. For those, for those of you who are guests, uh, we involve our children in ministry because uh, they are people of God, created in the image of God, and they have a message to share with us. And so uh, we have brother and sister uh, bringing down the, the chalice and also the bread. Thank you. And let me just share with you this. So we've talked about mercy. God's undeserved forgiveness and God's unearned kindness. So as you're sitting there getting ready to come forward for communion, I want you to be thinking about what is it right now, today, that is separating you from God? What is it today that is, a, that is, quote, your sin? What is it today that is causing confusion in your life? What is it t- today that's causing fear and frustration, anxiety in your life? Because with Holy Communion, we are given God's gift. And this gift is one that says, as you come forward and you repent, And then you receive the body and blood of Christ. You are created into a new image with the power of God richly dwelling in you through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus the Christ. And so today, as you come forward, repent, receive, and as you leave today, may a new day dawn in your life. And so we remember how on that night in which Jesus Christ took his disciples and his closest companions up to an upper room. He took a common loaf of bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body given for you. Take and eat this in remembrance of me. And then after supper, he took the cup and there he poured wine into the chalice And then he said, this is my blood poured out for you for the sins of the world. Take and drink this in remembrance of me. So the body and blood of Christ, the power of God's mercy, grace, forgiveness is available for you this day. Amen.